together for the good of them who love the Lord and them who are called according to his purpose. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We thank you for this momentous occasion where we are able to just say thank you, able to praise your name, able to lift up holy hallelujahs to the Lamb of God. And God, as we sit in our tents, minister to our hearts, strengthen us where we're weak, build us up where we're torn down, give us direction, give us durability, Give us deliverance. Bless every family under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, amen. Oh, you may be seated. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. This morning we'll be in 1 John chapter 2 as we continue our series. 1 John chapter 2, beginning at verse 15, I'm going to make some changes from this morning. 1 John 2, 15, real quick, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not in the Father, but is of the world. Where's the world going? I'm glad you asked. And the world is passing away. And the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. This morning, we're going to continue our series on renewal, and we've dealt with a renewed focus and a renewed formula, renewed finish, renewed future, and today a renewed fight, part one. Lost Bear Life, next week, renewed fight, part two. The fight today is a fight, listen, by design. 
next week a fight through our difficulties. Renewed fight. The born-again believer in Jesus Christ lives a life of blessings and battles. A life of faith, fellowship, and fights. This combination has permeated the people of God from the beginning. Abraham was blessed with unusual faith, but Abraham struggled and was bothered by a host of fears. And fear was his fight. Moses, the architect and deliverer for Israel, was a great, great man who was instrumental in opening up the Red Sea. But Moses suffered with a very deep, amen, sense of defeat and insecurity within himself. Moses' life was a fight. David, the awesome king of Israel, a man after God's own heart, yeah, had to fight his fleshly appetites, which factored in his ultimate defeat. And, and all through the Bible, we, there, there is this unusual dualism of faith and fight, blessing and battle. During the conquest of the land under Joshua, Joshua was told to go in and, amen, listen to this, fight the enemies. And Joshua realized that there were blessings and battles in this great promised land. That he had to go in, listen, and, amen, overcome the enemy before he could occupy. And when, and, when, and, and, and when you look at doctrine, when you look at Joshua and the book of Ephesians, although they are in different dispensations, different testaments, they really have the same thematic thrust, that Israel was going into the promised land because of their inheritance in God, and Ephesians talks about the inheritance of the believer in Jesus Christ, both of which deals with the fact that if we are going to be blessed, amen, we got to engage in some battles. Can I get a witness? That, 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 that if we wish to occupy the promises and blessings of God, we got to overcome some stuff. Do I have a witness up in the house? And, 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 and it's here, here that the Apostle John, the, the John the Apostle, John the Beloved, who laid his head on Jesus' chest at the um, Last Supper and 
This was John who outran Peter to the tomb. John wrote St. John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and the book of the Revelation. It is John who wrote in St. John how to get into the family of God. That, that is, you must be born again. You must ask Jesus to come into your life believing and with a repentant heart that he died for your sins, was buried and rose again. That how to get into the family of God is St. John. And then 1 John, now that I'm in the family, how does my daddy want me to live? That, that, that is walking in the light. Amen. You don't walk in the light to get saved. You're saved by grace, love you don't deserve, through faith and nothing else. Can I get a witness? But once you are saved, God expects us to walk in the light. Do I have a witness up in the house? And, 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 and child of God, when you begin to look at this epistle, this living epistle, this Johannine epistle about fellowship, too many denominations mix up relationship with fellowship. That, that's why people believe you can lose your salvation because they get, they, they're mixing up fellowship with relationship. One, one, once you were born to your parents, they are your parents whether you're speaking to them or not. Do I have a witness? You, you are in the family of God and God can't, God will not put me out of the family because of my sin. Oh, you're getting quiet. God, God, God will chasten me. God will make things rough for me. But I don't lose my salvation because I trip up and fall. Because the Bible says right here in 1 John that if, he, he said if any man sin, we have an advocate, we have a lawyer, amen, Jesus Christ, who's between God and, and God the Father, listen, and he will forgive us, providing we confess, say the same thing he says, from all sin. Yeah. Do I have a witness? Yeah. Isn't it good to know that God will forgive us? Yeah. Amen. All the mess that we get involved in, all the times we deviate from the word. Can I get, isn't it good that we serve a forgiving God? Isn't it, isn't it good we serve a merciful God and a loving God? Can I get a witness? Well, God, how many times can I sin against you? He told Peter 70 times 70, which, 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 which is just a hypothetical number. It's, it's unending that God is willing to forgive you. That's great news. Can I get a witness? And, and it's here, it's here, it's here. It's here that John is writing, and he's writing as, listen, an apologetic, he is defending truth because on the other side of the argument are Gnostics, this new type of knowledge that believes that Jesus Christ could not have come in the flesh as God's son because they don't believe that matter is holy. Matter is evil. Anything with matter is evil. So Jesus could not have taken on a human body because he would be evil. And, 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 and John is out to refute Gnosticism as well as asceticism, do, doceticism, and all the other systems 
in this context. And so John start the, starts the epistle off by saying that which was from the beginning, the beginning of the ministry of Jesus Christ, we've seen him with our eyes, we looked on him, our hands handled him, the word of life. He's real, he's tangible. He's God. Yeah. But there's something else that John does here, real quickly, and we're going to pull through this. John poses three hypothetical questions. Verse 6, verse 8, and verse 10, all beginning with, if we say. Look at verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we are lying and we're not doing the truth. My God. Now listen what John says in the first argument, the hypothetical question. If we say that we have fellowship with God and our lifestyles are contrary to light, we're lying. I'm, I'm, I'm just pausing momentarily because I'm so sick and tired of these preachers, bishops, evangelists, and all these false prophets taking the diets and agenda of society and bringing them in the church and letting you think that everything they do out there is okay for you to do and God's okay with it. It's a lie from the pit. If we say, my God. Look at the second if we say in verse 8. If we say that we have no sin... We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Uh-oh. Look at the third if we say in verse 10. If we say that we have not sinned in the past, we make God a liar, and his word is not in us. Three hypotheticals if we say. Lord, have mercy. And in every church and in every society, there are people quoting the three hypotheticals and are going to hell if we say. And what John begins to do is John begins, and this is Johannine all the way, John begins, when I say Johannine, I mean any writings of John, Petron, any writings of Peter, Pauline, any writings of Paul, that this is truly Johannine. When John says, my little children, in chapter 2, verse 1, he begins to place all believers in three categories of maturity. Little children of babes, which means... They're saved, but they have no substance. My little children, my babies in Christ. Oh, yeah, you're going to heaven, but that's about it. No substance. In fact, some of your fruit may still be worldly. Young men, are you with me? Yeah, verse... Um, mm, 
verse 14. He talks about the young man in verse 13. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. That is, you have substance and you're strong, but you're not spiritually strategic. You're not ready for full leadership. And then fathers, you're strong, you have substance, you're strategic, and experientially, you not only know the Word of God, you know the God of the Word. You're mature. Why would John, in this sequence, deal with these three categories of maturity? Because John is about to set up an argument as to who and why Satan can take you out at will. Little children, you're no problem. Young men, you're a little harder, but he can still get you. Fathers, you are grounded. That is, right after he deals with these three levels of spiritual maturity, that John comes out to say, love not the world. Now let me stop pausing part because t t today I'm going to, and I'm going to move much quicker than I did this morning, we're going to move through three enemies of the believer. Three enemies of the believer, all three are allies, all three cause us to stumble, all three enemies, amen, deceive and detour the child of God. Your enemy is not me, and I'm not, you're, you're not my enemy. We fight against, we don't fight against flesh and blood. But here's what Paul said in Ephesians 6. We are fighting against principalities, powers, dominions, and thrones. Rulers of wicked societies. Let me talk a little about angelology because angels have different degrees of rank. Cherubims, seraphims, or seraphims, cherubims, principalities, powers, dominions, and thrones. When you get to the principalities, the word principality means that that angel is in charge of a principality. Yes, there is an angel, there is a demonic fallen angel over every country. Over United States, over England, over France, over Russia, over China. There is a demonic force that rules that principality. There, there are other less ranking demonic forces, demons and imps, that assist in every scenario Satan has an organized company of fallen demons. There are demons assigned, listen, in the political, economic, and religious arenas. And what scares me is that when you get to Revelation 17 18, that's just what the Antichrist is going to ride in on. The economic, political, and religious systems of the world. 
And when I see people in politics knowing how dirty politics is, that would get up on television and talk about God coupled with politics. It is an obvious aversion to Scripture. Jesus even said, render unto Caesar the things that belong to Caesar, that's the world, and render unto God the things that belong to God. Do I have a witness? That, that we truly believe in separation of state, church and state, and there's quickly coming a time when the state, the government, will try to impose its will on the church. Oh, it's coming. New Jersey's getting ready to pass this same-sex marriage. It's coming. It's not coming in here, but it's coming. <laughs> Can I get a witness? Uh, and, 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 and we'll go right back to the book of Daniel where they will create an image and at the sound you ought to bow down and worship and those that refuse to will have fire. Yes, sir. Can I get a witness? Well, the fact of the matter is we render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's but we render unto God the things that are God and the word is God's word. And we preach it in season and we preach it out of season. Do I have a witness up in the house? I, I just wanted you to know before you call in for counseling. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, leave that one alone. In the name of Jesus. When we begin to look at what John is talking about, three battles, get out of here quickly. The first battle is the battle against the world system of influence. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. The world wants to influence you. Now, let me tell you how the world wants to influence you. First of all, there's three different words for world. The world planet, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That's the planet. The world of humanity, for God so loved the world of humanity that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus died for fallen mankind. Isn't that right? But then this third world is the world, listen, it's a system it's a satanic system being controlled by the devil. Wall Street, Madison Avenue, the economic, political, amen, social systems are being controlled by the devil. And, and, and child of God, when John says, love not, the Greek word for love is not agapeo, it's phileo. Don't, Philadelphia, don't become brotherly friends with this system. Now, 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 now let me stop pausing part because Christians are warned not to pursue what the world pursues. This is not your home. You're not going to be here forever. Can I get a witness? We just passing through. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are peculiar people. Don't, don't get caught up in the pursuance of what this world is all about, that child of God, he, he's saying, don't fall in love with the world system controlled by Satan, neither the things that are in the world. Now, what, what, what things are in the world? Well, he tells you in verse 16, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, 
the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Go back up to the 15th verse. Look what he says. If any man, woman, or child, love this world system, the love of the Father is nowhere to be found in him. And we as Christians got to check out our pursuits. Yeah. Because the world does something, we ought not do it. Because the world treats marriage, uh-oh, as something flimsy, we ought not do it. Because the world cheats on their taxes, we ought not do it. Because the world lives a double life, we ought not do it. I'm preaching up in this place this morning, Doc. Because the world can jump in and out of bed every night, we ought not do it. Because, because the world's trying to be important, we ought not do it. Because the world is looking for personal glory, we ought not do it. What do you mean by this world? Well, uh, believers, we have to battle with the psychological opposing system created by Satan. It's his system. When you go to work tomorrow, it's his system. We're in the world, Sister Hicks, but not of the world. How can you, how can you live like that? Well, easy, because, amen, our liberty, our purity, our ethics... Are, are, are foreign to the system. We're 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 a city on a hill. We're light in the midst of darkness. We're salt preserving of the earth. Can I get a witness? And and this system refutes our principles. Doesn't it refute our principles? It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it, it yeah yeah yeah. It does. It does. It refutes our principles. Every time I turn on one of them housewives channels. I'll be honest with you, all of them act like hoes. I'm sorry, man. Every last one of them. Y'all excuse me. Y'all excuse me. If that's what you call a housewife, that, that shouldn't be no housewife for Christians. It's tight, but it's right. And you know why y'all laughing? Because y'all watch it every week. And then you want to take that stuff back to your home. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. We, we got to be careful because Satan, listen, this world system, listen, wants to influence the way we live, the decisions we make, the ethics we hold. This system, this system, doggy dog, it not only refutes the principles, but it reinforces, Lord have mercy, our worldly pursuits. You got Christians pursuing pleasure and trying to be rich. That, that's not what we ought to be pursuing. We ought to be pursuing a perfecting of holiness, of godliness of service back to the Lord. A system which reasons with a polluted environment. See, that's what the book of Ecclesiastes was all about. By the way, let me, let me say this to you. 
I'm a biblicist, I'm a Bible student, and I like to think of myself as an expositor. When you, when you start quoting scripture, please, in this church, know the background of the book before you start quoting. Don't get here in no funeral and pull up Ecclesiastics talking about there's a time to live and a time to die. Excuse me. Solomon, the preacher, son of David, is writing Ecclesiastics from a perspective of an unsaved man that has no hope. Futility of life. Live, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. There, there is no future hope in the book of Ecclesiastics. And it, it, the Ecclesiastics, the theme is vanity. Vanity, vanity, all is vanity. What does vanity mean? Emptiness. To be rich is emptiness. To be great is emptiness. To be important is really emptiness. All of that stuff that he's talking, it's, it's like, remember, well, um, you know, when, when, when some of us was young and getting the bathtub, remember that? And, and I got to go f to your generation, not mine. Some of your parents put that bubble stuff in the, in, the, in the tub, and you had all these bubbles come up, bubble bath, and the little children used to sit there, and the blue bubble and the green bubble, and the bubbles were beautiful coming out of the tub, and the minute they touched the bubble, the bubble would burst. Yes, that, that's, what, that's what Solomon is saying. Everything around you from this world looks pretty till you touch it. And when you touch it, it evaporates. Now, the reason I said the generation after me, because when I was growing up, my mother put Tide. We, we were bathed in Tide. How many of y'all bathed in Tide? Tide. T-I-D-E. No bubbles. But you came out clean. We ain't had no Vaseline. They put butter on your face. <laughs> Woo! Oh, I tell you. I went, I went out. I think it was 65 CDC. I went out and got my hair done. Had my little waves. Had my little black rag, Bruce. Came home. I'm coming up the street. Little girls. Oh, you look so fine. I had my head done, bro. Conked out. Ultra weight. I walked in the house. My mother got brown soap. Put me in that tub white. My head turned red, man. I had to go get a chest. What kind of mess is that? Oh. You can tell everybody mess with ultra wave. Just. There, there is a, there's a reasoning and a repulsiveness in the world against the principles of God. It was the world that crucified Jesus. It was the world system, amen, that's passing laws that will ultimately affect your faith. This entire world system is subtle, strategic, and a stumbling block, 
And in 2 Timothy chapter 3, Paul says, in the last days, here's the attitude of man, they will be, listen, they'll have self-love, boastful, amen, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, a diet of pride, pollution, power-hungry. Come on now. They're messed up. And here's the antidote. If you are saved, you got to have a man, a morning medicine called devotion. I will not leave my house until I read my word, pray to my Lord, confess my sins, and ask him to expose his will. That if we, if we every morning... Sister Hicks met with God over his word. God then prepares you, yes he will, for this system of evil that's out to influence the way you and I live. be an influence by a world that's on its way to hell. When the Bible says, and the world is passing away, the world's going to hell. And, 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 and child of God, what, what this system does is, is constantly influencing. You're struggling in your marriage? Here's the influence. Ditch them. You ain't praying with me. All of the influences over us that are leading us away from God is satanically planned. Every last one of them. And the reason we don't recognize them is because we are friends with the system of the world. Of the That's the first enemy, this world system of influence. How many times have people on our jobs or in our community or even in our family have influenced us to do things that you know God is against? It's an influencing spirit. And too many church folk are under the influence of a world system. Under the influence of a world system. Under the influence of a world system. And you got to fight to stay from under the influence. You, 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 you can't be passive or amen, blase. You, you got to have a fighting mind to say, you know what? I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. I'm saved. I'm on my way to glory. I want God's approval. I want God's blessings. And I will not, here it is, I will not be molded into its shape. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, 
to present your body a living sacrifice, holy, which is your reasonable worship, and be not conformed to this world. But be what? Transformed. By what? How, how, how are we transformed? By the renewing of our mind. And the more word I get, the more my mind is being renewed. The more I study, the more my mind's being renewed. The more I pray, the more my mind's being renewed. The more I confess my sins, the more my mind is being renewed. The more I agree with God, the more my mind is being renewed. The more I come to church, the more my mind is being renewed. The more I worship, the more my mind is being renewed. The more I testify, the more my mind is being renewed. A system, a system of influence. I, I said something this morning, I'm say it again. I totally believe in Christian counseling. God called Christians to be counselors. Yes, he did. Half the stuff we get counseling for, we shouldn't have to get counseling for. If God, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, if you and I took God at his word, half the stuff we think we crazy about, God would have settled a long time ago. Think about the stuff that drives us up. Well, you know, I got issues from my past. Join the club. Do I have a witness up in this house? Yeah, God, God says, if, if, if God be for you, who can be against you? You don't need no seven-step program. All you need is seven last words. All, 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 all you need is the Word of God applied to your life. Do I have a witness? The Lord is my shepherd. Stop, pause, and park. What does a shepherd do? Does A shepherd protects. A shepherd feeds, a shepherd leads, a shepherd heals, a shepherd cuddles. If the Lord is my shepherd, then I got somebody cuddling me. I got somebody leading me. I got somebody feeding me. I got somebody protecting me. What can man do to me if I've got a shepherd? The, the Lord is my light. If he's my light, I don't have to worry about darkness. He'll lead me into green pastures. How shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed to the word of God. Half the stuff that's wrong with us, the prescription is in the Word. I'm going to use it now, Doc. I'm going to use it now. I'm going to blow your mind now. I'm putting out commitment cards. I want this entire church to get on board with this vision and let's go. Now, let me say something. You know, I love acronyms. Mm-hmm. Debt. D-E. 
B-T. God forbid if I misspell it. D-E-B-T. I got this from Kent. You know, you know what debt means? You know why you're in debt? Doing everything but tithing. Let me, let, me, let me pick that one up again. You know why you're in debt? You're doing everything but tithing. That'll preach. Look at this. I ain't talking about tithing this morning. But if it gets good to me. But, but check it out, check it out, check it out. The influencing world system. Let me stop pausing part. Mm. We struggle because we've already been influenced. And some of the influences that we've been exposed to, we miss. We miss the leeks and the onions and the melons of Egypt. Now turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, what is it about Egypt that you miss? Don't answer. She said, nothing. God bless you. There's some things from the world we miss. See, and that influence permeated us that once, and let me say this to you, and this goes for married couples too, as long as everything's going well, it is not, you cannot test the authenticity of anything until it's in heat. You, you, you cannot test whether your marriage is strong till all hell breaks out. You can't, oh, I'm preaching up at this place. You, you cannot test, yeah, whether something is right until it's hit by something. Do I have a witness? You, you know when you know how spiritual you are, let all hell start breaking out. And you're able to say, the Lord giveth, and the Lord takes away, blessed be the name. When, listen, when your problem can't interfere with your praise, you know you're spiritual. Can I get, uh, honey, where you been? Well, I, 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 I ain't been to church in a while. I've been going through, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Child of God, when hell is breaking out and you can still shout about heaven, you on good ground. Can I get a witness? When your eyes is on him and not on you and not on circumstances and not on the future, not on the past, when you keep looking at Jesus, I don't know how I'm going to make it, but he does. Can I get a witness? I don't know how this thing will be worked out, but he knows everything. 
Can I get a witness? The children are messing up, but I'm trusting the, the good master. Can I get a witness? Child of God, the doctor said this, but I'm trusting Jesus for that. Just wait a while. The world, the world, the world. But look at the second enemy of the believer. The battle against the wounds of our internal desires, the flesh. Verse 16, the flesh. This is not an opposition, this is an operation. The, the battle within our flesh. Our flesh, our flesh. Now 2 Corinthians 7, 1 says this. Cleanse yourself from the sins of the flesh and from the spirit. The sins of the flesh is self-gratification. That's pleasure. The sins of the spirit is self-exaltation. That's pride. Both are equally evil. Pollution and pride. Pollution or pride. Some of us got them both. Can I get a witness? That here, here, here's what God is saying in this context that this thing I'm carrying around inside of me called the old nature is fighting me every day. Isn't it fighting every day? There's no eradication of the flesh nature. Now, some of your denominations don't, and I'm not going to call them out, but some of your denominations are confused when it comes to this flesh nature. Because they've already preached the wrong word, telling you, once you got saved, all this stuff goes out the window. And now that I am saved, Bruce, and I'm still struggling with desires that I had before I was saved, something's wrong with that doctrine. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah the fact that I'm saved and I can still do certain things. Are y'all with me this morning? The fact that I'm saved and I can still think certain things. The fact that I'm saved and I still fall to certain things, I'm preaching up in this place, tells me there's an operation on the inside that salvation didn't cut out. In fact, Jesus left it there. I'm preaching now. It's called the old man and the new man. It's called the old nature and the new nature. It's called pity and power. It's, listen, it, it, it's, it, they, they both reside in me. Got these Christians around here trying to psych themselves out talking about uh, uh, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Well, what does that mean? Well, well, well you know, uh, things I used to do, I, I can't even remember no more. You lying. I know everywhere I want. I know every person I was with. I know everything I did. Let me look at the clock. Can I get a witness? It didn't go anywhere. The difference is now that I'm saved, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit is on the inside. He indwells me. He has given me the power not to yield to it. He's given me the power to say no to it. We got power on the inside. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all hanging in with me. I'm going somewhere with this. I, I was telling them this morning, I... Uh, last week, two weeks ago, I took us to go into the movie. Now, we in the movie. You know, we got there, the picture was starting. It's crowded, we're looking for a seat. Now, let me stop pausing. I know some of y'all saying, eh, Christians shouldn't go to movies. Well, 
Christians go to the grocery store, don't they? <laughs> and who's in the grocery store? Unsaved folk. Christians go to restaurants. Who in there? Unsaved folk. So don't come up with that. God bless you. God bless you. Somebody needs to say it. I, I, don't, I don't do nothing with dice. You play Monopoly, don't you? So, so listen, let's, let's, I don't think Christians should wear makeup. Please wear makeup. Please, please wear makeup. Please. Don't leave home without it. My goodness. Get up in the morning, put your makeup on, get your teeth out the jar, put your hair on, screw your hip in, whatever you got to do, and then come to church. We, we, we don't, don't, don't leave nothing. Don't, don't leave nothing. Boy, if I was looking for a wife, I'd go to a restaurant and go like this. All right, here's a napkin. Hair off. Teeth out. Put it all on the table. And we put it all on the table and go, ah! All right, here we go. Hold another argument. Check it out. It's, it's all right. We all going to get there, right? It's all right. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. But my God, if you got to get teeth, get teeth that fit. Please don't. <laughs> get, make, make sure they fit your mouth. Man. Don't come in here. All right. Let me. Let me. I even help you buy it. <laughs> Some lady came to church one Sunday. You can tell she got new teeth. I thought she was Dracula, man. She <laughs> said, baby, they don't fit, baby. They don't fit. Let Pastor, let Pastor tell you the truth. All right. Now check it out. Everybody smile, please. All right, now watch this. in the movie. Thank you. I'm getting old. We're we in the movie and I'm funny. When I pay to go to the movie, I want it to be quiet. I want, I want to get the movie. This big guy over my right shoulder, he got like four barrels of popcorn, and he making all this. So I turned around, and Sister Gigi like, did she hit me with I said, I said, what is he doing, right? I'm getting there. Then these two girls on my left shoulder talking, hey, did you see that? I said, the world start coming back, Bruce. 
like, will y'all shut up? And then I said, I bet not say too much because they may say, isn't that? There's a, there's a battle in this flesh. Now, I'm going to show you what this battle in the flesh does to us. It's a conflict. And this conflict is in our feelings, our fractures, and our failings. That when you begin to look at the battle that's going on, and this, this explains why we act so fickle. Sometimes I feel like a nut. Sometimes I don't. You know, it's just, we are just bing, 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 bing. Praise the Lord. Get out of the way. We, we just, we just, we just, we just that way. Amen. Now, go back to Romans chapter 7. We've been here before. I want to show you the fickleness of the old nature. Romans chapter 7, to your left. Come on now, we've got to hurry up. Verse 5. First, our feelings. Look what he says in verse 5. For when we were in the flesh, the motion, stop. That Greek word, pathema, in the Greek, is a passive suffering of sinful passions. The motions of our sins, now notice, when you see sin in the plural, it deals with what we do. Are y'all with me? When you see sin in the singular, it's what we are. It's the operation. I'm preaching, man. You ain't getting this. So look what it says. It says in verse 5, are you with me? The motions of sin, which were by the law, did work in our, our members to bring forth fruit unto death. In other words, the motions, my flesh, your flesh, which are allies with the world system and Satan, are in place to oppose us, amen, and to recommend through this operation pollution and pleasures that God forbids. Hello, this flesh. Are you with me? Now let me show you the devastation of the flesh again, and I want you to see this. Are you with me? Hang in there with me. We're coming in. He says, verse 18, turn there, for I know, and by the way, when you get home, count the number of times you see the word I. What is in the middle of sin? It's I. S-I-N. Sin is through I. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwell of what? No good thing. Now, let me stop pausing part. There's nothing emanating out of your flesh through your feelings or your fractures that's good. You know why there's so much hell in our lives? Because God wants to change our reasoning to righteousness, and the flesh demands that your reasoning stays in the realm of your feelings. We're not, God didn't ask you to love one another. It's in the command mode. Love one another. It's a command. As I have loved the church. Sacrificially. And love is costly. It's going to cost you something. 
Can I get a witness? Love's going to cost you something. Look, look what he says here. In my flesh dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, new nature, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. Now stop. Now, this is a fickle Christian, but Paul was saved 20 years when he wrote this. 20 years he was saved when he wrote this. I want to do good, I don't know how. I want to do what's right, but every time I go to do it, something else stronger pulls me back. Look, 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 look at this. He says, now, if I do that, I don't want to do. It is no more I that do it, but here's the singular, the operation of sin that dwelleth in me. Did you get that? He moves from his feelings to verse 8 his fractures. Go back to verse 8, chapter 7. Look at this. I want you to see this. But sin, singular, taken occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. The word concupiscence is heightened sexual activity. For without the law, sin was dead. I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived. Now, contextually, in Romans 7 and Romans 8, there are six different laws. There's the law of sin, there's the law of the flesh, there's the law of Moses, there, 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 there's the law of the old man, and when you get to chapter 8, there's the law of freedom in the spirit. I'm free through the spirit from the law of sin. It's the spirit that makes me free from acting out like I used to do in the world. Are y'all with me? It's the spirit that helps me to obey God's principles and the rules of man that have been, amen, enacted in society. It is the spirit that tells me to go left when the flesh is telling me to go right. It's the spirit that tells me to do what's right and pleasing in his sight. So the Christian is in a conflict between one and the other every day. Our fractures our hurts, our hindrances, our learned behaviors, our fractures. That 2 Corinthians 10 tells us, listen, Paul says, for we wrestle, listen, for the weapons of our warfare is not carnal. We're not fighting. See, here, here's the thing. You're not my enemy and I'm not yours. The instigator is Satan. We're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, dominions, and thrones, and the rulers of darkness and high places. Isn't that right? And what Paul is saying in here is that we've got to pull down through the power of the Holy Spirit strongholds. Pull down strongholds. I don't care how good a person you have in your life. I don't care how good your children are. I don't care how bad they may seem, listen to me, until these strongholds start coming down, you don't see things the way they are. Do I have a witness? Amen. Strongholds were erected by us to protect us. I want to preach to somebody up there. I ain't going to never. You know, I was talking to a, to a young lady one day, and she said, you know what? All men are dogs. And I said, wrong. 
here's what I told him. If all men are dogs, it epitomizes what has happened to you. You don't know all men. Whenever you hear a generality, it, it proves there has been severe damage on the inside. You understand what I'm trying to say? And, and, so, and so, child of God, our fractures, our fractures is part of this flesh nature, our hurts. There's no trust, no truth, no triumph. Everything is collapsed because God wants to, his renewal, God wants to rebuild you. He wants to remold you. He wants to remake you. He wants to restore you. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Uh, Jeremiah said, I have plans for you. Plans of good, not of evil. Listen, you, you can look in the mirror and say, mirror, mirror, I hate you. And God says, yeah, but when I finish with you, you coming forth as pure gold. I'm going to repair your image. I'm going to repair your mind. I'm going to repair your heart. I'm going to repair your head. I'm going to repair your future. I'm going to repair your focus. I'm going to repair your formula. I'm going to make you new. Why? Because I am the potter. And you are the clay. And I'm going to mold you, and I'm going to make you, but I need you to stand still. I'm going to put you on that wheel. Can I get a witness? And I'm going to keep spinning that wheel till you come out right. I'm going to keep spinning the wheel till you walk right. I'm going to keep spinning the wheel till you shout right. I'm going to keep spinning the wheel till you give right. I'm going to keep spinning the wheel till you act right, till you praise right. Can I get a witness? I'm going to keep spinning the wheel. Deals with the fractures, but then he deals with our failings. I'm coming in now. Can I get a witness? This socks, this flesh, not only suki costs, the influence of the world, but this socks, this flesh nature will mess you up. There's times, Sister Hicks, in my spiritual life that I felt defeated. Times I was in denial. Times I felt defiant. Didn't know how I was going to straighten out. Didn't know from where it was going to come. Didn't know how it was going to come. Didn't know when it was going to come. But God, who's rich, if you wait on him long enough, any rich, any rich in mercy, but God. See, the but means he doesn't need you. The but means he wants to do it anyhow. The but means it has nothing to do with you. But God who's rich in mercy. Can I get a witness? Oh yeah, look, look, look at Romans 7, 21 real quick. I'm, I mean 7, 17. Look what it says. Now then it is no more I that do it. But the sin principle operation that lives, dwells within me. Can I get a witness? Verse 21, I find in the law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law, yeah, in my members warring 
against my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. Oh, <laughs> wretched man that I am. See, this is the way you get help when you start really disclosing what you really are. Oh, wretched. Turn to your neighbor and say, you ain't nothing but a wretch. Oh, wretched. I'm wretched. I'm wretched. I'm wretched. I'm ruined. I'm messed up. I'm wretched. I was hell bound. I'm no good. Can I get a witness? Oh, wretched man that I am who shall deliver me from the body of this death. I thank God through Jesus Christ in the Jesus it's Jesus, it's Jesus who makes me new. It's Jesus, it's Jesus who gets me up. It's Jesus that makes me walk. Can I get a witness? John chapter 5, crippled man of 38 years, do you want to be healed? He said yes. <laughs> Jesus said, get up, take that thing you've been lying on, take that bed up, and walk. Remember St. Matthew, whatever you've been laying on, take it up. Whatever you've been making excuses about, take it up. Whatever you've been using as a denial piece, take it up, and walk. Say it. Yeah! I gotta close, gotta close, gotta close. The final battle is against the wicked one of iniquity, the opposer, the slanderer, Satan, who controls the systems, calculates the sins, but he conquers those, yeah that will not yield to Almighty God. Do I have a witness? Well, you see, the devil is real. He lies. He lures. He leads. The devil is real. The devil will have you wishing you was dead. The devil will attack your kids. The devil will attack your home. The devil will attack your marriage. The devil will attack your finances. The devil will attack your health. Just ask Job. Won't he do it? But God has given us a weapon against the devil. Somebody said, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Can I get a witness? We got to rock them, sock them. We can knock them down. We can take them out. James says resist him. Steadfast in the faith. Paul says stand up to him against the stratagems of the devil. Can I get a witness? Well, child of God, when you understand that Satan cannot control you, Satan cannot just throw you. Satan cannot just have his way with you. 
Turn to Romans 16 as we close. Because Paul gave, yeah, a prescription of power against the devil himself. In verse 20, and he said, And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Can I get a witness? That is, God has given us the wherewithal to bring Satan down. And you can say, Lord, I'm committing my children to you. Ephesians 1, fill them with the knowledge of your will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Put a hedge about them in the name of Jesus. You can say, Lord, I'm going to call things that be not as though it already was. I'm going to take all my problems and praise you. I'm going to take all my, uh, amen, everything that's upsetting me and exalt you. I'm going to pray to you, but I'm going to resist him. Satan, you're a liar. Isn't he a liar? He's a liar about your life. He's a liar about your liberty. He's a liar about your future. He's a liar about your power. Greater is he. You have the power over the enemy. The devil is finished. The devil cannot touch you. The devil cannot have you. The devil cannot control you. Why? I am a royal priesthood. I am a holy nation. I am a peculiar people. Can I get a witness? I used to love them old Dracula pictures. Can I get a witness? When Dracula came in the room, everybody got scared. Everybody would run out. But there was one old man. Isn't that right? Yeah, Van Helsing. Dr. Van Helsing uh, told Dracula, I'm not afraid of you because I know your weaknesses. Can I get a witness? All I need is a mirror or running water or light or a cross. Can I get a witness? And when Dracula would come after Van Helsing, he'd whip out the cross and Dracula, that's all you got to do. Whip out the cross in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name, the mirror of the word, the water of the word. In the name, the light of the word. In the name of Jesus, there's power. There's power. There's power. Satan, leave my children alone. Satan, leave my marriage alone. Satan, health alone. Satan, leave my head alone. Satan, leave my heart alone. you got power in the name of Jesus Christ. Say it, say it, say it. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We have the victory. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Now unto him who's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his presence. Let's stand on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed.
influence, interference. And here's what Satan wants to do. He wants to invite an alternative. Satan is the man of options. Why don't you try this? As every head's bowed, eyes closed, if you're here and you need to be saved, don't go to hell. If you want to be saved, raise your hand. Is there one? Jesus loves you. Die for your sins with burden rose again. Is there one? He's the son of the living God. If your hand is raised, come up. Come on up. Perhaps you want to join the church. You come up too. Is there one? Is there one? Praise Jesus. Is there another? Come on, brother. That's it. Come on. Come on. Come on out. You need to be saved. Or you want to join the church on your Christian experience. Turn around right here. Turn around right here. Turn around. Face us. Face. There you go. Is there another? Is there another? Is there another? Step out. Step out. Step out. Step out. The world, the flesh, the devil. All these three are by design. Is there another? You may go with the ministers. Luther, take them to the police. Amen. Praise Jesus. Kim. Church, say amen. What a mighty God we serve. We are struggling with a system of influence. We are struggling with an operation that lives within us of interference and we're struggling with an arch enemy who always wants to present an alternative to the will of God. God is our victory and in 2012 you're going to be blessed if you just trust him and wait on him. Kim, sing us up, honey. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Word is going oh, oh, no, we're not dismissed. It's a powerful word, amen? Jesus. Amen. God is here. He's in this place. Can you feel his anointing? Can you feel his presence? Oh, bless the Lord. Come on, bless him. Bless the Lord right now. Feel his presence as he moves about this place. Oh, hallelujah.